0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give.
1: I said in the uh, first service this morning that the, um, I mean, I love being at this church and a part of this church year-round, but the next 10 days are 10 of the most gorgeous days at this church uh, obviously, the manger offering Sunday we do that is, man, that's really a special time. Uh, it was gorgeous in the first service. It'll be just as gorgeous in this one. And Our children anticipate this. They're, they're talking in November and October uh, about the manger, and we love doing the manger offering. We love that. Um, we have Jingle Jam Wednesday. That'll be a fun time with the families and kids. And then next Sunday starts Candlelight. And that's amazing, but it does, and it's three of the greatest nights in our church. And what I love about this place, and I love about this time, is we, yeah, we have the lights, and we have the music, and all that's gorgeous and beautiful, and, and, and it, it doesn't take away from the king. That's why we do what we do. And I love his presence, and I love the way we celebrate Jesus, and that's what makes it so special. And I pray you don't miss any of it not one second of it. So uh, today, before we jump into the manger, we're going to do the manger. We're going to be the Magi today. Uh, I want to um, I remind you, we've been doing Experiencing God and we've been kind of walking through that diagram. And guys, if you'll pop that up for me, we'll, we'll, we'll jump on that. Uh, give it some time. The top will come. Uh, this is the steps, the seven realities of Experiencing God that came from the fall series. I don't have time to go through all seven, but, but just know that I want to keep this in front of you, and we're going to look at this with the Magi, but I want to keep it in front of you because these seven realities of how God moves and speaks to his people, they don't change. They don't change. And like that little boy told me going out to church a couple weeks ago, he said, Pastor, I gave myself a test. I, I tried to see if I could write all seven of them out, and I did. And I said, that's pretty cool. Maybe I should offer that test to the church to see if the church can do all seven. I mean, that was beautiful. And you just remember, that little dude's never going to forget that. He, he, he's got that. That's, that's a gorgeous. And I want, I want to keep it in front of you because those steps in which God leads us, that doesn't change. It doesn't change. He, he still moves and speaks to his people the same way. And there's still that crisis of belief. There's still the adjustments that they're are asked to make. But if we'll make those, we obey We get to experience Him like we've never experienced Him before. And I want you to see this with the Magi as we set this up this morning. Uh, Go to to your Bible in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I want to read the text and then come back and kind of break it down real quick. And kind of lay out those those realities. Um, Matthew chapter 2, look at verse 1. After Jesus... Was born in Bethlehem in Judea. During the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and they asked, Where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law. And he asked them, where is Christ was born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied. For this is what was written. This is what the prophet has written. But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. When Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them, The exact time the star had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search of this child. And as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child. And his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him. And then they opened their treasures and they presented him with gifts of gold and incense and mirror. And after having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. It's a gorgeous story of the Magi. We will we are about to be Magi. They are called wise men. Now, I'm not trying in no way to mess up anybody's nativity scene, but I'm not sure they make a mantle big enough to put all of the magi on it, okay? There were a lot of magi, okay? Remember, they have walked for almost two years following this star to get to this baby. The reason we know that that it's almost two is because when this whole thing ends, and they don't go back to Herod. He makes a decree that all the boy babies, two and under, are killed. Because he wants to make sure he takes care of getting Jesus. Okay? He's not going to have any business with that. So as they're journeying from all the different countries, as they're walking and journeying to Jerusalem to find the baby, when they, as they make their way, they are joined along the path by many, many, many magi. Many magi. So... We get the three by the three gifts, and that's cool, okay? I don't know if we can afford them all or have room for them all, but there's a bunch of magi, okay, a bunch of magi. So they, they, they understand what God is doing here. They knew that. They, they, they were watching for that. So I want to look at number one, reality number one. God's always at work. I hope today that you understand by now that God is always at work. He is always working. He is working even now. While we sleep, He is working. Listen, this journey that they were on were were two years, but He was working even before the journey began. Can I tell you that God right now, for some of you, is already going before you and ahead of you. He is working things out. You There are things that you are called and asked to do that you have not been let go by God to go do yet because he doesn't have the things in front of you in place yet. Keep your faith. Keep your eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of your faith. And you do not worry because your God is working his plan even now. God's always at work. He's always at work. Somebody in here or somebody's in here need to hear that today. You think God quit on you. God didn't quit on you. God is right now writing out his plan for your life. If you will stay faithful, he is setting up all the things on your journey along the way. There are people yet to be on your journey. Look at reality number two. It's all about relationship. That's why God does what he does. His work is to get us in the relationship with him. I want you to see the Magi in verse 2. So when they saw this, they they began their way to the east. They came to Jerusalem. Look at verse 2. And they ask, and they ask, where is the one? They ask. There's the relationship. Listen, they know about the star. They're in relationship with the Lord. They They knew from God that the star would point them to the king. And because they took that journey and went in that relationship out of obedience to follow that star, they knew why they were going. And they got there. They were there by relationship for purpose. And when they arrived, they ask, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? That's beautiful, man. See, he's not, they're not about anything else. Listen, they could, they've come a long way. They've been walking two years. I want to tell you something. There is quite an odor that comes from a man or woman who's walked for two years, okay? They do not ask where the showers are. It's not a truck stop. I need to get a number. When the shower opens, I'm going to take a shower. Their feet are nasty. They are nasty. They are hungry. They have not had anything to eat. Yeah, they've been snacking. They've been drinking. But listen, they have not rested. They've continued to walk, and they've continued to journey. They're on a mission, and they were there for one purpose and one purpose only, out of relationship, because they knew God had showed them that star and they knew what that star was, and when they came, they ask. They ask. There's some people in here that are in relationship with the Lord, and their situation isn't getting any different, and it getting getting any better. And they're not getting a breakthrough. And the reason is you're not asking. You're not asking. You're going to everything but the king. The king says, listen, you're on a journey. You're in a relationship with me. I can do this if you'll ask me. Just ask me, child. Just ask me. Just ask me. Reality number three is invitation. Out of that relationship always comes an invitation, okay, to join him. I want you to continue to look at verse 2. And they ask, where is the one who's been born, king of the Jews? We saw His star in the east. And what was their invitation? To come and worship. Man, how gorgeous is that? Why do we come? Come to worship. Here's what I've learned in my life. Not every day of my life is a day that I, I hear exactly everything God wants me to hear and see everything God wants me to hear. Some days are tougher than other days. But I want you to understand something. I've learned this in my life, that every sunrise is an invitation for me, from the Father, to worship. Every one of them. And see, here's what I understand. I may be clouded in my thinking. My vision may not be clear. There may be a lot of voices screaming at me, and I can't distinguish that one. But when I understand the fact that that sunrise is an invitation from my creator to worship him, in the midst of that worship, my eyesight clears and all the other voices die down. And the one true king, my king, I can hear. Some of us in here, stuff is cloudy for you and stuff is confusing to you. And you hear too many voices about what to do and how to do it. Because you have missed the one thing that the invitation is for. And that is to come and worship your king. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. We don't call them wise men for nothing. We don't call them magi for nothing, amen. They knew. They were wise. They had wisdom. They knew that they they absolutely came for worship. And when they worship the king, everything else was made clear. Some of us are cloudy because we're not worshiping. We want the answer, but we're not worshiping. Don't mess up the order. He's not going to change it. It's worship, and then he speaks. It's worship, and then you see. Don't get them mixed up. You come for worship, come to worship, come to worship. That's the invitation on the table. Number four, reality, out of that worship, Out of that invitation, God speaks. He speaks, man, every day. He loves to speak. In verse 2, it says, they saw his star. That's how God spoke to them. They they were told and they knew and they studied and they knew that star, what that meant. When they saw that star, that was God speaking to them. Go. Go find the king. I want you to look at it also in verse 9. Hop down to verse 9. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them. Can I tell you this? When God speaks to his kids, he continues to speak. See, when he starts speaking to you, that that is the beginning of him speaking to you. When you recognize his voice, when you hear him above all the other voices, when you see what he has for you, then he continues to speak. He doesn't speak once and just go, good luck. No, that's not your father. Your father loves you. He's crazy about you. He has a plan for your life. He absolutely speaks, and he continues to speak. His star that he gave them that they saw, it continued to go before them in their journey. Your star, his voice continues to go before you in your journey. He goes before you. He is still speaking. He is still speaking. He is still speaking. But out of that speaking, he's going to call you and show you to to do things. That's going to lead to what? Crisis of belief, my friend. When your faith hits the road, and it better leave a skid mark, okay? When your faith hits the road, look at the crisis of belief. Look at verse 8. He sent them to Bethlehem and he said, Go and make careful search for this child, and as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. <laughs> Can I introduce you to the first big fat liar? All right, Herod is the first big fat liar. If you have your own Bible and you like to make notes, write outside of verse 8 with an error. Okay, It says, Liar! If you got room and you write small enough, my, my my wife can write really small. Write big fat liar. He's the first big fat liar. He had no intentions of ever going and worshiping him. Never. What he wanted to do is find out from them where he was, where Jesus was, and go kill him. I told, I, I was teaching this to some boys and girls years ago, and I said that. And this little boy came to me afterwards. He said, "You mean Herod was going to kill Jesus?" I said, yeah. He goes, I don't like Herod. I don't like Herod. I was like, okay. I don't like him either. He just took off. He'll never name his boy Herod. I'm telling you. There's no way. He ain't going to name his dog, his chicken, goat. He ain't naming nothing Herod, okay? He don't even like Herod. But that's what Herod wanted. He wanted to kill Jesus. That's why he got so stinking mad he made a decree, kill him all kill all the boy babies. But, but I want you to understand, there was a crisis of belief. They were in a crisis of belief. Do they listen to whom? Herod, our God. Man, or God. Me, or God. Crisis of belief for the Magi. It leads to adjustments. Reality number six is adjustments. We have to make them. If we make them, we experience God like we've never experienced Him before. Never before, okay, or ever again. Look at verse 12. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. They did the worship, they came and gave, and presented their gifts. And in a dream, God said, Don't go back that way. God knew Herod was going to kill him. So they returned a different route, made Herod mad. Can I tell you something? God speaks in dreams. Don't ever underestimate your dreams. Don't. You say, Jeff, sometimes I eat bad food and my dreams aren't, they ain't God. I'm like, nope, that's not God. But God does speak in dreams. Proverbs 3 says that that the Lord will be your confidence and your sleep will be sweet. Can I tell you, when your sleep is sweet, your body at rest, your soul at rest, the Father can speak to you. He will speak to you in dreams. Don't underestimate your dreams don't we know that because it's scriptural amen all right he speaks through dreams last is this out of all those steps of realities number seven is obey and experience i want you to see the obey and experience that the magi got in on verse 11 is this on coming to the house they saw the child with his mother mary and they bowed down what else is there to do amen I mean, seriously, what else can you do? And they opened, and and they worshiped him. And then they opened their treasures and they presented to him with their gifts. Can I tell you this? When we realize how good he is, man, and how awesome our God is, all we can do is bow down and worship. It would behold us if we bowed more often. Sometimes we're just a little haughty, man. We're just a little overconfident a little cocky that we did this on our own. But I'm telling you, your wings don't fly without his air. I'm telling you, they don't. God has made a way and will always make a way. God has blessed us. We are rich because of that. this church knows that. You know this as a little church. I want to read a scripture to you and kind of wrap this up and and, and lead us into the manger. This is Isaiah 54, 2. I think I put this in the letter. This is kind of the, the scripture that's, I think, really speaking to us for next year as well. Isaiah 54.2 says this. Enlarge the place of your tents. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Mm. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Can I tell you what he's saying? He's saying this church ain't big enough to contain my presence. You you have no idea, my little church, what God wants to do in and through you. Look at what God's already done. Can I remind you of where we find ourselves today? We built that building to the north. It's about a million and a half on a call sheet. We put money down in finance on a note $800,000 2 years ago. Can I tell you that in those two years, we as a church have paid off all 800000 of that note. Every bit of it. I love the leadership of this church. I love the finance committee of this church. All those two years, every, every month, every year in those two years, we've made budget. We've not just made budget. We've made it pretty quick and every time we had overage each quarter the finance committee along with the leadership said put that on the note put that on the note put that on the note put that extra on the note and we've done that all two years and we get to this fall and there's 131,000 left and we were going to take the manger and use it to pay off the debt but the leadership and the finance said no we're really good Write a $131,000 check and send it to First Bank Southwest and pay that thing off. And so on November 22nd, Cindy got to walk that church, that check into that bank and pay it off. We're a debt-free church. And now we use the manger offering today not to pay off debt, my friend, but to give vision. To expand the tents, to widen the curtains, to stretch out the cords, amen, to drive the stakes deeper. Because God's got something big for us because we... Honor God, we honor God, and when you honor God, God's favor is going to continue to be on this house. And so today's manger goes to vision. Then go to pay debt goes to vision, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump from this manger in the in the in the in the 2020 2020 2020 is about vision, and we're gonna see all that God has for us. I'm telling you, it's bigger than we could ever think or imagine. We think we know what we're doing with this, but God's gonna do even more than we think or imagine in this. Think or imagine. Last scripture and then we're going to do this. Psalm 96, 8. Listen to this. This is what we're about to do. We confess that Jehovah alone deserves, deserves all the glory and honor. That's all it's about. This is all this is about. Bring an offering and come celebrate in his courts. Jehovah is worthy of all the praise. This is for him, just like it was for the Magi. They didn't come for them. They didn't come to be seen. They came to give their gifts to the king and make much of Jesus. This is not parading the church by for the church to be seen. This is us being Magi to come into the manger, to bow down to the king, and giving out of our gifts and giving out the goodness that God's given us to the king. God takes that, and then he expands the kingdom. He makes much of himself. He makes much of Jehovah. And what do we do? We bust open in praise and celebration because of what God did. If you're here today, we're going to go in sections. We're going to be led by the preschoolers. A lot of faith we have here, all right? The little guys will come first, then the children, then this section, then this section, this section, and this section, okay? Okay? I've got some guys that are kind of direct traffic. They're not bouncers. They're really nice, even if they look kind of intimidating. All right? They mean to smile. All right? They may not always be smiling at you. They may be going like this. All right? We just don't want you to bottleneck. So we've got a kind of a, a pattern here that we do this. Okay? So as you come by, I want you, we're going to be worshiping the whole time. I want you to do the magi. The magi worshiped. And they came and bowed down, and they gave their gifts. I want you to watch the church in motion. And I want you to watch Jehovah be honored. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about the church. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. I want you to uh, join me in a time of prayer. The worship team is going to come up. Let me say this before I pray. The manger envelopes are what? we designated them, but if you don't have an envelope, you're okay. If you want to write a check, just write in the memo part, manger, okay, or manger offering. If you're visiting with us, the first time you've walked in this house, you're like, what in the world did we just walk into, okay? It's okay. We do it once a year, okay? Uh, you don't have to participate. You do not, okay? But if you still want to come through, you're fine. You're not, you don't have to give or anything, but if God says, give, give, okay? But, but this is a beautiful time. I want you to watch the church do scripture, okay? We love this. Preschools, children, and in the sections, okay? When we're done, I will pray. Gives a, kind of the finance a chance to come up here. But a, after we pray, we're going to celebrate because that's what they did. They honored Jehovah, and then they celebrated in his courts, okay? So we're going to celebrate. So let me pray over us, and we'll begin. Father, we love you. God, we love the Magi. We love the the example of the Magi. God, we, we will come as families, moms and dads and boys and girls. But, Father, we come as Magi, wise men. Wise men still give to the king. And, God, we want you to take our gifts, our treasures today. You multiply those. You do exceedingly more than we could ever think or imagine. And you be honored. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Be glorified now. As you see your church, may you look down and be glorified at your church today. In Christ's name, amen, amen, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from The Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using The Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.